Flyover Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed. But the two plus two is not a unilateral decision. It is a, a decision that happens uh, with the visiting country uh, in coordination with them. With that, guys, I'll see you. Thank you. Uh, it's time to get, get, get a little controversial. Uh, I think oh, that good. there should be a... You know, I, I was hoping it would come before the end oh, of the please, show. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that there should be a competitive primary in the Democratic Party. Uh, I, I think that Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan should run. I think that Gavin Newsom here in California should run. I think J.B. Pritzker in Illinois should run. Joe Biden said in 2020, I am here to be a bridge to the next generation. That is what he should be at this moment. And, and if he were to go down... You have, uh, you have a tough job. Um, being vice president requires a deep love of country. Yes. And I'm just curious, as someone who... Well, just running for vice president of the United States with uh, President Biden, you need to go all over the United States. And yeah. you're the, you're, you, know, you and the president or the president and the vice president of the entire country. You yes. have responsibility to everybody out Indeed. there. What is it that is, uh, to coin a phrase, great about America and that kindles your love for it? There's so much. There's so, there's so much. And you're right, and I have the blessing and privilege of traveling all over our country. And in particular, in these years where we have witnessed so-called leaders attempting to create division between us. What up, Kamala And welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast. It's the 20th of March, year of our Lord, 2023. Good intro. What's good? Oh, there's so much good about America. And then she gets heckled. I love the Yang tweet and every fucking press brief, whether it be the POTUS or it be the stupid person that has a problem with fucking English language, but she's a DEI hire. We end up with that just not answering any questions good show today I'm going to cover a couple subjects I always try to say good show and da 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 who why would I start and say this is a bad show I mean it's kind of fucking silly to start a show like that but you know it's what we do when we do the show I'm supposed to say these things and this is where we go I want to start with some stuff off the cuff and and you know I gotta admit um I 
I've been doing a lot of uh, comedy. I, I've had some really bad um, stomach stuff. I'm going to get another scope and a colonoscopy. And they just don't understand why, for whatever reason, my system is putting out more bile than is ever supposed to be put out into a body. And I'm having issues with it. Um, so I haven't been what you would say happy. I think that's the word, uh, happy. So I've been listening to a lot of comedy. Um, and if you never watched the Joe Rogans on Netflix, I got to admit it, he's pretty funny. I didn't know he did stand up to begin with. Um, but I cracked up. I just burned through two of them. They're, um, they were on Netflix I guess always. I'm watching a show called Real Rob. It's fucking hilarious. It's from 2017. But I didn't I don't watch a lot of um Netflix. I'm not a Netflix guy. My wife watches Netflix. So you know we paid for it forever, but I never watch anything. I think I've watched The Last Kingdom, that uh, Viking thing my wife was into. That that was okay. But there's so much comedy, and they have a new feature. Uh, not that I get money from Netflix, because I don't get money from anybody. This is just a Bush League show in my basement. Um, you can download. So, like, I have all these comedies on my phone, and before I go to bed each night, I listen to a half an hour of laughter and go to sleep and then when I do my walks and 17 degree fucking weather today which was pretty fucking miserable I was listening to Joe Rogan but I tuned in to uh, Kevin Hart who I love I think that guy is one of the funniest motherfuckers ever put on planet earth I'm thankful he's on planet earth and I'm thankful as a human that people like him exist because he's just so funny his face tells jokes he doesn't have to even speak he can make you laugh with his face but he did a special Kevin Hart gives no fucks and I think this was after you know during COVID when he got cancelled because he had some quasi jokes about trans or I don't even know the whole thing because whenever these things come up I just go stupid and I ignore it um, unless it's somebody I like like really like you know like somebody who's one of my heroes or whatever and I'm not saying Kevin Hart isn't I'm just saying you know he's not like one of my huge people that I go oh my god why are they canceling him um, and he lost the Oscars so he did this show from his house and he's in his own home which is a fucking mansion and he goes upstairs, it's a beautiful scene, he's giving love to his kids and his wife. It is really nice. It's a nice scene. But then he steps in an auditorium in the basement of his fucking house and does a show. It is the beautifulest room I've ever seen with a stage in his fucking house. So once again, America's racist and black people being held up. Is that what you're telling me? I mean, goddamn, I saw that and thought, oh my God, you know, I, I, I'm sitting in a space that we started as I knock shit off the wall. That, that wasn't very good. Um, that I started to do, and you can see there's a little, I know the microphone doesn't work, so let's get this back up here. Um, there was some wood paneling we started, and then 
we were going to do the roof and we insulated it and, you know, we had a wood stove, but we put a, a, a couple vents down. We never finished it. I think Matt in Oregon and Jen saw it when it was a room. It was better upkept. Now it's just where we put all our stuff that we don't want anymore. It's just, you know, we're going to do a garage sale. It's all going to go out. But now it's a, the land of misfit fucking objects that we don't care about anymore. So we never finished it off. But I always dreamed of this space being beautiful wood, not some bullshit I did, framed out, drop ceiling, heated, and it was going to be my rec room, man. It's where I was going to podcast. I mean, we're going to move the booth upstairs this coming week because the wife goes, you just shouldn't be in the basement. It's ridiculous. And it's bad for computers and everything. I'm just going to go back up and reclaim the spare bedroom It'll be me and my little desk and the treadmill and everything else is coming out. And we're going to put the freaking booth over in the corner where the cable or the internet comes in. So that'll sit on the desk and somehow I'll frame it off. Uh, My intent is to use some of these boards and paneling and try to make a space and hang my camo netting and be in a uh, climate controlled space. But... I'll never have what he has. My buddy Todd in Oregon, you know, he does shit like that for people. He goes out and makes a million dollar fucking houses have, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollar rec rooms with speakers. And I one time was with him and we went into a, a person's house and Jesus Christ, they were doing a, a theater. It was raised and everything with raised seats and big leather couches. It's some dream shit that I'll never have. Of course, Todd, if you're listening, your house is a mansion, so you're a lucky motherfucker. I wish I had something like that, but I'll never have anything like that. So the point is, I don't know where we get off that they're they're so abused and they don't have nice things and none of them can grow up to be million. I mean, shut the fuck up. It's all a fucking lie. So enough of my rant. Let's get to the show. Before we start, yesterday I watched the NASCAR race, which really fucking sucked because they ruined Atlanta and made it another speedway. So basically my guy was a top 10 car, but then he had a pit stop and he got pushed back. And my second guy was in the rear all day and somehow he, he got a good pit stop. So he ended up 12th, but MTJ ended up 19th. And you just race around and hope that people crash and you can get to the front. It's a fucking boring ass race. But, um, and I know the purists go, you're fucking, you're not a real fan. Shut the fuck up. I'm a real fan. I, I just think the speedway races is all luck. You don't have to be good. You have to make one move. I mean, sure, Hamlin and Logano can make those one last minute moves and morph their car into a run and pass like where you're not supposed to and they, they win races. Good for them. But you have to be in the front to do that. If not, you're just in a line, and if your line stalled out because of fucking Austin Sindrick and the number two cocksucker who couldn't stay on Blaney's bumper, and so the inside line had no momentum, your dude gets 19th. It's fucking horseshit. But they still do a prayer, which is very interesting. Um, I'm religious. I like it, but, you know, I'm surprised they still do it. They're doing the national anthem, and I tweeted this to every source that produced it and the people that were the parents of this, and they completely ignored me. But that's the little girl, Piper Harvick. Her face during the national anthem 
with the little hand over her heart, got teary-eyed. It was just awesome. So I wanted to cover that because it's, it's just... You don't find this. This will be in our year-end show because we don't teach our kids to do that. First up, um, a lady was insulting Pfizer as we start our soapbox and the fucking FBI accosted. Fight back. Do you have plans to hurt anybody? I meant by refusing their shots. That's how you fight back. We just have to clarify. Okay, well, that's what I meant. Do I have intentions to hurt anybody? No, I don't. We have no plans of executing or carrying out. How can you execute a corporation? It's not a human being. You have no plans on executing Pfizer? No, because you can't physically do it. It was a joke. You can harm buildings. There's plenty of things you can do to harm a corporation. That's why we're here to ask you. You have no intentions of harming a corporation or, or doing anything to dis- destroy, cause destruction to any of their facilities. No, ma'am, I don't. You're here representing Pfizer. We got problems. We seriously have fucking problems, man. I don't know why the FBI is getting involved in shit like that. Hmm. Then we have uh, the first thing we're going to hit in a second. And, well, I'm going to play it after I get done talking. Trump's indictment shit. Here you can see that they spent, uh, they ignored the Biden family because they should, there's now proof that they received money from Chinese, Chinese Communist Party. And they spent 46 minutes, 46 seconds on Trump's di- indictment. And I, I literally have cut this down. I could do five, six hours of people jerking off under the table over Trump's indictment. And if you're looking at the screen now, we actually have that post. And it is uh, in all caps lengthy with questionable punctuation. But it does indicate that he will be arrested on Tuesday of next week. Those are his exact words. And then immediately following those words, quote, protest, take our nation back, indicating to his followers that they have to, quote, take our nation back, which is obviously concerning. And it makes you wonder whether or not he knows that he's actually maybe walking himself into more allegations that he's inciting violence. Assuming arguendo, this is Donald Trump posting on Trump, so- excuse me, Truth Social, and these statements are being made. Could these things be used against Donald Trump, these, these posts on Truth Social? Well, as John Hyland's pointed out, they push back against Ron DeSantis, not against Donald Trump, but the positions are the same, so they apply to both. Uh, former President Trump, speaking of this, is laying out his plan to, in his words, stop World War III. He says, hit in the war in Ukraine, and here's one of his points. Finally, we have to finish the process we began under my administration of fundamentally reevaluating NATO's purpose and NATO's mission. Our foreign policy establishment keeps trying to pull the world into conflict with a nuclear-armed Russia based on the lie that Russia represents our greatest threat. But the greatest threat to Western civilization today is not Russia. It's probably, more than anything else, ourselves and some of the horrible USA-hating people that represent us. 
It's the abolition of our national borders. It's the failure to police our own cities. It's the destruction of the rule of law from within. It's the collapse of the nuclear family and fertility rates like nobody can believe is happening. It's the Marxists who would have us become a godless nation worshiping at the altar of blah, race blah, and blah, gender. Blah. And you know what's boring to me? What's boring to me is the hatred for America. Yeah. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us this Saturday morning. What do you make of Trump's latest post? He's made a lot of claims and called for his supporters to protest other things in the past. But is there something different about this one? Jonathan, thanks for having me. I'm sorry I couldn't get in uh, to the studio in time. I wasn't expecting this on a Saturday morning. Um, you know, I, I, I think that we have to be measured in our um, response to this just because we don't, as you so rightfully pointed out, we don't have any indication that Trump is responding to some, you know, communication from the DA's office or some act within the um, criminal justice system that we don't have, we the public don't have access to. It kind of seems like he's just responding to NBC News reporting yesterday that law enforcement agencies are preparing for the possibility that he might be indicted. He's just kind of yelling at the TV. Um, so I don't, I, I think it is possible to overinterpret what's going on here. Mm -hmm. But those, that reporting for NBC is real, and the prospect that Trump might be indicted is real. And so with these posts, we know what his response to that will be. We don't know what his response will be in the courtroom. I don't Behind the scenes, what can you tell us about how Trump is handling this situation. Look, Jake, he's very anxious about the prospect of being indicted for, for a couple of reasons. Yes, it, two things can be true at once. Uh, he is aware that there are reasons to believe this could help him politically. We have heard a lot about this this morning already, but he does not want to face getting arrested, which is what happens when you get indicted. You get fingerprinted, you get brought in, you have to ask for bail. None of that is something that he is excited about. So he and his folks, his, his political folks, are preparing for a huge blitz politically to push back on the Manhattan District Attorney. You saw that start yesterday, although I don't think that his Truth Social post yesterday morning calling for protests was part of, uh, part of a grand plan. He did it and a bunch of his aides were surprised by it. But I do think that that is separate from what you're going to see legally. And while I know that his folks are suggesting this is a weak case, they don't actually know what the evidence is. What it is is trivial compared to the other inquiries. That doesn't mean there won't be a conviction and they have to be mindful of that. Voluntarily turn himself in. Nobody is coming for him with cuffs. <laughs> you know, he has the opportunity to come in a back elevator, uh, back stairs, no perp walk if he chooses. And instead, Donald Trump is really choosing to use this rhetoric to suggest that, you know, jackbooted thugs are coming for him on Tuesday. You know, before I get into the slideshow, uh, the reality is um, this is probably the, the, the biggest example of how fucked up this is. And I'm not mega, I don't like Trump, I don't want him to run for president, I don't want him to be president again. I, I want him to go the fuck away because I'm sick of Trump fucking everything up. Because once Trump opens his cock trap, the people I want to take over the country, which happen to be conservatives at this time, because the left has gone too far with their liberal shit, they all gotta talk about Trump. It's all questions about Trump. But we're bending the law to fit it. And Julie Kelly 
This is who's doing all this stuff. This is this is a judge that was part of the J6 shit. Um, AUSA Michael Gordon is on loan from Florida tasked the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office to prosecute January 6th criminal cases. He's handled some high-profile defendants, including Richard Bennett and Kyle Fitzsimmons. He's supposed to be a judge and objective. Impeach him. This Twitter thread that she goes on covers... If you're upset at the FBI for enforcing the law, your problems with the FBI, it's with the law. If you're outraged that the Department of Justice is investigating a serial criminal, your problem is with the DOJ is that you are on the side of criminals. That Fitzsimmons guy. Uh, I was the only Jewish kid on my high school wrestling team. We prayed before every match. To be clear, I love my team and coaches, and I know that they meant zero harm in praying, but if you think a kid won't feel coerced into praying if anything else you're kidding yourself prayer circles led by high school coaches are not compulsory if a player walks up to the coach and says hey coach i'm not doing it because it makes me uncomfortable the coach will always reply thanks for keeping me in line then the player will get more playing time i don't know what that is that's a fucking whole thing that has nothing to do with it i don't know why she posted it um there's another one from another guy, Rex Chapman. Donald Trump was born, third base, claimed he hit a triple, was thrown out, sling home, called the umpire fraud, protested the game, lost and blah, blah, blah. Everything this guy did, uh, the last one I'll read, Watergate was about making audio recordings of an opposing campaign's office. January 6th about an attempt to overthrow the government. Uh, these are all his retweets and the people he follows. So I, I, don't, I don't want to hear anything from the left. I, I just don't want... You're going to bend the law to find something to persecute it. That's what fascist third world countries do. And that's what you are. That's what you guys are. You're a third world bully and you've been using the justice system to go after conservatives while you ignore major crimes by liberals. The prosecutor, the ex-president, and the zombie case that came back to life. This is a WAPO article where they're making it like it's not a thing. It's the greatest thing ever. We're so fucking happy because we want them gone too. There's all sorts of stories to go to. It's all bullshit. Trump is begging his dwindling supporters to protest, take our country back when he's arrested next week. They can protest all they want. Our local, state, and federal law enforcement and National Guard will keep them in check. That's a reporter. We're prepared this time. Yeah. Maggie Haberman, the speaker who partly owes his speakership to Trump, is making threats against Bragg. No, we're not making threats against Bragg. We're just doing what you guys do. Nancy Pelosi, whatever the grand jury decides, consideration made clear, no one is above the law. Okay, well, you are for insider trading, and Biden is taking money from the Chinese. Oh, my God. It, it is, there's so many triggered people. I could have played hours of people losing their shit over him saying the same thing the left does all the time, protest. They were, they were told to go out and take back the country during George Floyd when you guys paid for it. Yeah, that, that's, that's where we're at. 
But John Turley, The Hill has posted my column, expect arrest, prosecute Donald Trump, although it may be politically popular, the case is legally pathetic. Bragg is struggling to twist state laws to effectively prosecute a federal case long ago rejected by the Justice Department against Trump over this payment of hush money. It's a bullshit case. It shouldn't be going to trial. But it is because they hate him. They fucking hate him. They hate him so much that they will do what they do all the time and twist the law. And the only thing I will say on the case before we move on to the next person they hate, DeSantis, for fuck's sake, you let murderers, rapists out with ankle monitors, a debit card to get fair, and a free phone. That's what you're doing everywhere. You don't prosecute the gun crimes, but you want to take the guns from the people that aren't committing crime because you're all communist fucks who are third world dictators. You want to take away the rights of people that don't agree with you. You're so petty that DeSantis eating pudding with his fingers is a huge thing. And goddamn, they hate him too. of Joy's Banned Book Club. <laughs> this week's banned book is Harper Lee's Pulitzer Prize winning classic To Kill a Mockingbird. Can you believe that that is banned? Wow. A timely as ever novel about racial inequality and the loss of innocence. It's been one of the most frequently challenged books in the United States since its publication in 1960 no and has been labeled everything from immoral to improper due to themes of sexual assault and the use of profanity and racial slurs. <clears throat> But, you know, it's a great book. Recently, the book was removed as required reading for ninth graders in the Muckleteo School District in Washington State. That's just the latest one. Of course, controversies surrounding censorship don't only come from the right. Left-leaning arguments against the book include concerns that reading racial slurs aloud could make students feel uncomfortable or even threatened. But the book has also been used by teachers and parents all over the world as a valuable tool for discussing race, justice, compassion, and humanity. It's <laughs> or, or he'll want to put up three or, fingers and be like, send me some pudding. Because I got yes. three fingers, right? And I'm ready to grow up. Uh, that's so gross, though. That's just nasty. Let, let, me, let me ask you, dog, because here's the, the challenge of going against Trump. He has one skill, making up nicknames. Yeah. I mean, you cannot look at Marco Rubio and not think Lil Marco. It's just you can dislike Trump and think he's a fascist and, you know, you'd be right. He is, yeah. But he's good at that. I mean, Ron DeSantis is short. He wears like high platform shoes to make himself look taller, and they've been photographed. Mm -hmm. um, he did have the boots moment, uh, and now he's got the pudding moment. It's like Donald Trump is two ticks away from either making his nickname be pudding or boots. You know, Joy, that's exactly right. These people are, I mean, this is a, the secret of MAGA. It's a dark and paranoid and depressing and pessimistic and weak philosophy. Because they, they, they may beat their chest and do the whole monster truck thing, but the reality is they think that we're weak. We shouldn't overlook that you know, the anti-woke guy, Ron DeSantis, his ideal is Putin's Russia, where there are no gay people, where there are no women in power, where you know, they're all Christians. That's how he wants to see the world. That's the world. They, that's why they love Putin and they love autocrats. Well, his definition of freedom is the right to die from COVID. Um, that, that's what that's all about. Um, you know, I, I think there is one upside to this. 
um, that the senator, I think, could could speak to and appreciate that, you know, there was a time when the Democratic Party was a strong on foreign policy party. Kennedy beat Nixon because Definitely. of a missile gap. And, and Nixon accused Kennedy of having a secret plan to invade uh, Cuba. It turned out yeah. to be true. Um, if in this moment the Democratic Party could reclaim the party of strength on foreign policy, and it's not just Ukraine, you have Pelosi going to Taiwan, the ramifications of that would be a generational change in our American politics. And it would be incredibly healthy for the country. If the, if the Democratic Party could be the pro-democracy party and back it up with what it takes, which is the arsenal of... So a guy who falls downstairs, can't remember his name, has to be told where he goes. We don't do articles about that. No, the intelligencer, which was behind a paywall, so people pay for this. Eating put it will end it because he ate pudding with his hands. Voters don't want a president who's been credibly accused of licking dessert from his paw like a cartoon bear. I don't know if I got that. I get this one because that's New York Magazine. Now we'll get to that in a second. Let me um, let me screen print this. This is just, and and they they really worked at this. If when you see this picture, you can see they tried to find a picture of DeSantis with his hand out alright eight I number all the pictures so I can do stuff like this look at that they worked for that they worked for it because that's the garbage humans they are for you sure this is probably bad for the people that like this guy, they're like, are you serious? Puck in the article wonders if DeSantis is an Ozempic. Then Twitter decides to limit visibility of his state of the state briefing because God knows we don't want him to hear stuff. So... This is one of the scenes from it. And it's sad that we have to say this, but our children are not guinea pigs for science experimentation, and we cannot allow people to make money off mutilating them. Chloe Cole is now a young adult, but she was receiving puberty blockers at age 13, and she underwent a double mastectomy at age 16, She's now an advocate against allowing these procedures for our children. Chloe, thank you for your bravery. And the people of Florida and the legislature should heed your advice and provide protections against these procedures. Oh, that's why they banned it. 
Uh, Twitter does a pretty good job of covering this. Here is uh, it's fairly uh, politimath. It's been fairly weird to watch education policy play out over the last few years. Dems used to absolutely own this topic, and many of them don't seem to realize the damage they've done to their brand. They're asking, will it work out? Well, because it's majority. It's not conservative. People don't like you fucking with their kids. They remember you guys going on fucking strike. They remember that shit. They, they just, they completely remember it. But guys like David Frum, fascinating to watch Governor Ron DeSantis walk his nervous, wavering line in Ukraine. He's so tough against Disney. Ron DeSantis, humiliating, cringe to Tucker Carlson last night, raised questions as a Fox News favorite, flaming out. No, he's not. He's not flaming out. You're doing polls to make sure that Trump is always ahead. Always. I... The, the big thing this weekend was about him saying it's a territorialist dispute. DeSantis. If DeSantis thinks the Russian invasion of Ukraine is a territorialist between national security risk to the United States, Katie Fong, that's an oriental bitch we're playing all the time, that I don't think she believes what she's saying, but she knows to get a job at any of these networks, you have to be anti-con. That's what you have to do. Recently, they fired somebody over their honesty, and Dan Abrams took them to task, and it was all about DeSantis. Well, this week, a reporter was completely honest about where he's coming from. And instead of being appreciated for his candor, the reporter was fired in an incident that really shows just how hypocritical the media can be when it comes to hiding the truth about themselves. On Monday... Axios reporter Ben Montgomery got a press release touting an event from Governor Ron DeSantis. The press release was headlined, quote, Governor Ron DeSantis hosts roundtable exposing the diversity, equity, and inclusion scam in higher education. In response, Montgomery wrote back, quote, this is propaganda, not a press release. Kind of funny, right? Montgomery's email became public when a representative of the Department of Education posted it to Twitter where it quickly blew up among those outraged that a news reporter would commit the ghastly sin of being honest about how he feels. Now, let's be clear. Ron DeSantis and his officials love to make a show out of calling the media out for its bias. But this press release is part release and part virtue signaling to his base. But let's also be clear that so much of the media is biased against DeSantis and many other conservatives. But these types of tactics of exposing the media by the governor and others in administration wouldn't work if the members of the media just came out and admitted that they are or tend to be liberal or on the other side, if that's where they stand. Instead, media organizations insist on doing this ridiculous dance of making it seem like their reporters have no opinions about anything. And so to just keep up the absurd charade, Axios fired Montgomery. In an interview, he described the conversation in which Axios editor Jamie Stockwell informed him of the decision. He said, quote, she said some version of what you have done and what it has become have irreparably damaged your reputation as a journalist in the Tampa Bay area. And for that, we have to terminate you for cause. It irreparably damaged his reputation for his audience to know more about his thinking. Isn't that more transparency? Look, Good for Montgomery for being honest. Did Montgomery show his bias? Yes. 
But are we really still pretending that the media isn't biased? I. It's hard to believe how far they will go. And I mean, that cat right there is an uber liberal. You think Dan Abrams isn't a liberal. You're smoking peyote because he is. But like Bill Maher, it's gone past him. I mean, they're even going back to try this. Gitmo. He served at Gitmo. They're digging in his record. Do you remember Biden? We, we have not dug still to this day into the fact that he's been foreign against every goddamn subject he talks about. We don't cover that. Daily Beast seizes over the fact that he licked his fingers. Because remember, when you bring this shit up, I keep toying with this slide, this, this is a real fucking thing. Loyota professor claims organized pantries are rooted in the racist and sexist social structures. Historically, Drenton says that tidiness is intertwined with status and personal messiness often breeds assumptions about a person's capacity to be responsible and respectable. Cleanliness has historically been used as a cultural gatekeeping mechanism to reinforce status distinction based on vague understanding of niceness. Nice people with nice yards and nice houses make for nice neighbors, she writes. What lies beneath the surface of this anti messiness pro-niceness stance is historic classist racist and sexist social structure are you fucking kidding me you guys put soldiers on the fucking bottom of the social status structure basic you gotta roll your fucking socks who the fuck does that nobody does that Nobody. And they're seeing the same students at Stanford last week who raged about a dude, plastered their names and faces of Stanford Federalist Society all over the school for now demanding an anonymity for the free beacon. They said we violated their right to privacy to identify them. You decided to be in it and now you don't want to win it, basically. All about shouting down opposing opinions. Okay. Sounds good. And now because Russia shot down our shit, we're going to do the big jet one that can actually evade the global hawk. But this soundbite from Millie... Maybe he's thinking about white rage too much. So, Lita, thanks uh, for the question. On the intentionality, don't know. I do uh, plan to talk to uh, uh, my counterpart, General Grismoff. Uh, we have a scheduled call. We'll see if that works out. <clears throat> so, was it intentional or not? Uh, don't know yet. We know that the intercept was intentional. Uh, we know that the aggressive behavior was intentional. We also know it was very unprofessional and very unsafe. Uh, the actual contact of the uh, fixed-wing uh, uh, Russian fighter with our UAV, the physical contact of those two, not sure yet. That remains to be seen. Uh, but I can't uh, – uh, I can tell you with certainty, though, that we have absolute 
evidence of, of the contact, the intercepts, et cetera, and it's very aggressive. Uh, you've heard about the dumping of the fuel and everything else. We have video evidence of all that. So um, there's, there's no question that that part of it's intentional. The actual physical contact of the aircraft, that I'm not so sure. Uh, so we'll have to figure that out. That we're not, we're not positive of that yet. As far as an act of war goes, I'm not going to. I'm not going to go there. Incidents happen, um, and... Incidents happen? What the actual fuck does that mean? Incidents happen. Yeah, I always got to wear a hat, folks. My head's too bald, and it blinds out the camera. Incidents happen. That's, that's what he went with. This motherfucker... How the fuck did he get his job? And then remember, the, the soapbox is the craziest shit of the week, so we got some weird subjects in here. This is our buddy, Will Carlisle. A crucial test for Antifa ideology heads a trial right-wing media also scrutinized. And in it, they're basically saying, in the tweet thread, I got this, they're being called terrorists. Domestic terrorists. But... Because they're liberals, they don't want to be classified terrorists. So they're saying that these charges exponentially affect marginalized groups. Well, right now in our media, the marginalized group is normals. And we're sick of our shit getting burned down. Because that's our shit. Atlanta taxpayers are fucking paying for that shit. Georgia taxpayers are paying for that shit. Federal taxpayers are paying for that shit. See, I covered. I don't know where all the money's coming. I'm not even going to look for it, but it's all one of those sources. And we're paying for it. And a bunch of tree-hugging, bee-pollen-eating, patchouli-wearing Fruit Loops can go fuck themselves. We're done with it. Another myth that got destroyed, anti-trans hate crimes don't support claims of genocide. There were actually four murders out of everything. Four. Uh, claim the transgenders were victims of 271 hate crimes 21, with few of the crimes being serious, undercutting claims of communities in a genocide. Of the 177 cases where the offender's race was known, 81 offenders were black, 60 were white, 20 were Hispanic. So we could say with that, if we're talking lib speak, that exponentially black people fuck with trannies media is never going to say that, but that's actually the fact. And, oh, I can't say explanation to the Hispanics anymore because Biden's let five million and counting in, so they're probably the biggest demo now. And one Asian. Still, even the data could be misleading. The FBI statistics inflate the number of white hate crimes perpetrated by counting most Hispanics and Arabs as white. So now our FBI is using the far, 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 far left scale of color that we've shown on the show that anybody who's not black, including light-skinned blacks, are white dudes. Remember, they started this back with Trayvon Martin. He was a white Hispanic. Then a shooting, a white Hispanic cop. I don't know what that even means. 
To a limited extent, the data can be adjusted to treat Hispanics as a race separate from black and white, which the Daily Wire did in the above numbers, but in many cases, ethnicity was not even recorded, forced them to treat everybody as white. Although Arab is counting as a separate category when it comes to the victim, there's no such category for perpetrators, leaving them to generally be counted as white. People of Arab descent have been behind some anti-Jewish crimes, and their inclusion in statistics would change the anti-transgender breakdown as well. Black, 50%. White, 37. Hispanic, 12. Asian, 1. Likelihood of committing anti-trans crimes adjusted for population. Blacks are 6.5 times more. Wow! See, that's why these statistics are always bullshit. It goes back to the boot analogy I use a million times on the show. where We didn't have boots because I ordered too many boots. And I know it's a long time ago and I use it again, but it's true. You can make stats to fit whatever you want. You just change the values. And you lie. It works in boardrooms. What do you think those fucking banks went out of business? People were making fancy pie charts with bullshit numbers. Everything's great. We got a lot of money. And then all of a sudden, somebody went in to grab a withdrawal and there was no money in the bank. The Trans Radical Activist Network's Trans is planning a Trans Day of Vengeance on May 31st or March 31st in DC to stop trans genocide. Of the 271 crimes against transgender, the FBI data reported two slayings and two rapes. I was wrong. Of the remainder, 70 were incidents of intimidation. There were 48 aggravated assaults, 87 simple assaults, eight robberies, 14 threats, and 37 incidents of vandalism or damage, which once again Probably majority of this had nothing to do with them being trans. They probably didn't even know they were trans. Just a bunch of black people fucking with a motherfucker trying to get some money or the white dudes were trying to rob some motherfucker to get some meth. Billy Baldwin gets the you're an asshole tweet of the week. Protests take our nation back. Trump inciting violence again. An uprising by the gray, gravy seals be over and two Ashley Babbitts are better known as a half Saramucci. Fuck around. All Baldwins are dick faces. And then, let me get something to drink because my throat's dry, fucked. I walked this morning at 17 degree weather. I don't know what I was thinking. By the time I got back to the car, I couldn't even feel my dick. This right here had the media in a tissy. And I could have done a whole segment on the use of English language to make this as bad as, like, basically, she is murdering somebody in Arkansas. New law allows anti-abortion monument. Sarah Huckabee Sanders signs bill to create a monument to the unborn. Anti-woman, anti-abortion. It was horrible. Personally, I think it's fucking stupid. But why not? I mean, I think it's a great baited attack. Put that monument up. You know Antifa, which Will Carlisle thinks are good people and they're not violent, will fuck that monument up. It'll be down within a week. You watch. They're, they're going to fuck that shit up. Then we had another, you're a bigot, 
Sir, I don't know why any team would do this anymore. The goalie for the Sharks cho- chose not to do your gay shit and wear a gay uniform. So now there's articles everywhere. San Jose Sharks, James Reamer, boycotts pregame warm-up over pride jerseys. Goaltender says jerseys conflict with his religious beliefs. Players add that LGBTQ people should be welcome to hockey. Yeah, no shit. And then a last-minute one, and I know this is self-serving, but it's my fucking podcast. Let me try to find where the fuck we were at. Hold on. I'm getting confused. I got too many slides today. Uh, 19. This is pretty fucking awesome. The Army has finally decided that guys like me, who always passed my military PT test, I was always 270 and above, I didn't have problems with it. We don't have to get tape test anymore. If you score a decent score, you don't have to get tape tested. And understand that is the most anarchic, anarchic bullshit fucking test they've ever done. You literally um, look at a fucking scale. Let me see if I can do this. I'm doing two things at once. Uh, you look at a fucking scale. And you have to have a person take a tape around your neck and your waist. Now, granted, let's be honest. There are plenty of times I was a fat fuck compared to what the Army thought you were supposed to be. Um, So I wasn't even close on the tape. I mean, I was was kind of chunky. I really was. But... I always pass my PT test, so I don't know why it was such a big goddamn deal, man. You go to school and be freaked out, and you know, you had guys that were like super fucking fat, and they would spend their whole time doing neck weights just so they'd pass the fat test. Because if you pa- failed the t- fat test, folks, you did not get a pass go, you didn't get to collect $200, you were fucked. So, Before we get into our woke section, um, then we're going to start with tranny shit and a Prager segment. And I'm going to pair off that Prager. I'm just going to start with Prager. That's what we're going to do. We're going to start with Prager because it's a good segment. I wanted to cover an event I went this weekend, and I went to a baseball game with my son. Um, he's into baseball, which is really cool because we, you know, we never really watched in the house, but he played baseball and I was his coach once and yada, yada. <clears throat> but we don't get to do a lot of stuff together. Him and his mom metal detect and I'm invited, but a lot of times I don't go because it's important for parents to have a bonding moment with their kids. And it was pretty cool that my son said, you know, I don't want to be weird dad, but you we don't bond. We don't really do a whole lot together. So we went 
and bought shit because he's like his mom. He, he's a cheap ass, so I bought him the jersey he liked, and I got myself a shirt that I'm still wearing. I've washed it, though, Zach. <clears throat> and we watched Vanderbilt beat the shit out of Ole Miss 7-2 to at a baseball game. Now, with my stomach, I was a little worried because, you know, everything is time. You know, I got to take a pill at a certain time. I have to eat at a certain time or things start going south for me. But it was a great event. My face is still burned from it. And we're going April 15th to see him whoop up on South Carolina. But it was one of the best days I've had. Yes, his beard is better than mine because he doesn't have a woman that cuts the fucking thing. My wife destroys my beard so I'd look just like him. Um, But it was one of the best times I've had in forever. Like happy as shit and it uh healed my heart i gotta admit i'm kind of beat down with all this sickness and then the operation and hope for a month and feeling better and then having the bottom drop out and now i don't know what the fuck's going on but it's bullshit and you know going there and spend some time with my son where we didn't talk about work we were just two dudes one of them drinking beer that wasn't me. I was drinking $8 cans of water and metal aluminum cans. What the, what the fuck is that? He had to open them for me. I'm so old. I couldn't get the fucking thing open. It was like literally pulling eye teeth to break the seal on this water. Um, great day. That facility is so nice. It is bizarre. Uh, Vanderbilt upset somebody in the NIT playing basketball because to get to the outfield, we had to walk through the basketball stadium and right in front of you is the upper deck of the football it's all in a quad that you know because they're in downtown Nashville so it's not like they could build out this is the space you got and if you want sports you got to cram on one spot so this baseball field is in the shadow of a football stadium connected to the freaking gymnasium and we got to see a whole lot of sports at one time it was it was a great day so um Thank you to Zach in Tennessee for pulling me out. And now it's going to be our thing. And that's my personal subject. Let's move on. We're going to go into our woke and Dennis Prager about drag. So first of all, I personally uh, don't find it funny. I mean, if it's a routine, like uh, what was the one, the famous movie, Mrs. What, what was it called? Remember, Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, that that's different. That, that, it, it, it was a middle-aged guy as a dowdy woman, and and you know the travails that ensued. That that was a comedy, okay. But in general, drag queen shows. Or not, or not, Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, for uh, for many, there was a sexual element, certainly for the performers. W- would you like to perform in a dress or or in a skirt or whatever other women's clothing would be uh, involved? And secondly, I I wouldn't attend because I actually take the Bible seriously, and it says a man shall not wear women's clothing. I want to preserve the order that the Bible has established. 
You know, I believe the country is more than 50% religious. I know it is when you break down all the different sexes and um, or sexes, God, sorry, I'm doing flipping slides up simultaneously. Yeah, I'm fucking up, basically. Um, when, when, you, when you do all the different um, religions, it's a lot of people are religious, and they just don't want to believe they're religious. And, and though we've gotten to this phase that you can't say shit about these motherfuckers or else you're fucking getting canceled, if you honestly ask people about this whole trans fucking nut roll of kids and we're doing it in a little kids, I'm about to play a soundbite from a Netflix show where a baby bison's non-binary. That's how far they're pushing this shit. And every week, it just keeps getting farther and farther and farther. If you ask the normal person on the street, they're going to say, what in the fuck is going on? And I personally, the way I'm brought up, my religiousness, um, I, I don't believe in this shit. I don't think it's right. Um, that's what they're going to say. And when they see this nut job getting up there once again and, you know, pretending to be a woman, um, telling us that it's life-saving treatment to geld a child and change their genitalia when they don't even know anything. They're just young, young kids. I, I just don't think that's the thing. I don't think it's right, and I don't think people think it's right. Um, but as I'm about to play with a, a floor, uh, Michigan Democrat saying the same thing, it's child abuse if you don't do it, Two Fruit Loops, a segment from Joy Reid that there aren't, there's no porn in school. And at the end, a bison talking about binariness. I think you will agree. It's time for us to stop being worried about being canceled and tell these motherfuckers to shut up. And we have, and here's the thing: we have to remember that there's a difference between tolerance of those who are different and LGBTQ community members, uh, and what some in some schools have been happening, where people believe that they've taken the rights of parents away to make those kinds of decisions for oh, their kids. Good, and yeah, and yeah. I think that's a yeah. big difference. I and I think we, we're going to have to work through I that. I love difference. that you said that because here's my question: if I am an African American parent and I had uh, black kids in Florida schools, and I say I want my kids to read the bluest eye why does an organization like moms for liberty have the right to say no that book gets banned or if i'm a parent of an but, LGBTQ but as a parent kid, you would have the right to have that book but in your that's house? not what's happening what you're seeing is groups <clears throat> like moms for liberty saying no kid can have this book ban it 
They're not saying that Banner my from the school rights, library is what they're saying, they're right? Saying, they're, they're saying that they, they, want, they want to be able to control How the access of that right, Well, Why should they control it and not me? I have kids there. But too. you can get that book at home. If you want to have that book at but home, you can get that book They get to decide what's in school. That means only some parents have but, rights. I mean, you could, make this, you could take this argument to the extreme and say, well, then everything should be available. Let them get on pornography sites on uh, when they're, they're learning. They're, 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 but but I'm just saying, what you have to say is there is a line for this. it can't be one group that decides, right? You agree with that, that it can't well, be one I, ideal. I, I, because let's be clear. This is life affirming and life saving health care. When our children tell us who they are, it is our job as grownups to listen and to believe them. That's what it means to be a good parent. I want to talk to all the trans kids for a second. So if you're a trans kid, get comfortable for a couple minutes. And if you're the parent of a trans kid, then, you know, bring them over to the phone or bring the phone over to them, you know, whatever works. Hi, I'm James. My pronouns are they, she. And I think a lot of you knew that because a lot of you were commenting on my last video about how scared you are. And I want to talk. As you know, I'm a non-binary person. I'm 27 years old. I came out, I think, four years ago. I was 22, 23. But I've known my whole life that I was non-binary. I've always known I wasn't a boy and I wasn't a girl. And when I was growing up, it was really confusing because we didn't have the words to talk about that. And nowadays, we do have the words to talk about it. And I'm so excited to see how many of you are publicly queer and trans and accepting yourselves and have trans friends and communities where you can be who you are because that's so important and i wish i had that when i was growing up but i have it now so you know it got better in the long run i guess but there are a lot of people especially politicians and powerful people that are talking about us and specifically talking about you and your rights to your body and your right to transition and they're weaponizing you and politicizing you and it's hateful and it's wrong. And you probably talk to your parents about it or maybe your friends. And I know sometimes you DM me about it and I read them as many as I can. And I just want you to know that I love you. And there are tons of people, there are 400,000 people just on this corner of the internet that love you and are gonna fight for you and are not gonna let you be a political ping pong ball as much as we can help it. Good evening. Thank you as always for your kindness and for insights. So which books do I remove from my Florida high school classroom? Because today after school, we had a faculty meeting and we learned that our media specialist has to inventory every single book in our classroom, whether it's a textbook, whether it's any other book we might have in a personal library for our student use, every single book. Because last year under House Bill 1467, it requires now that every single book in our classroom be inventoried by our media specialists to make sure that no titles contain pornography, that they contain any references to gender identity, to sexual orientation, and of course, to race-based teaching. Now let that sink in for a second, because now I have a choice to make. I have three eight-foot-tall bookshelves in my classroom with subjects ranging from world religions to general nonfiction. I have an entire section of African-American history. I have all of American history ranged from the beginning all the way to the present. I have a bookshelf of nothing but classics, mass and trade size paperbacks. So now do I go through all of my textbooks and decide, do I wanna risk this book 
coming into the crosshairs of Moms for Liberty because all these textbook inventories, they'll now be shared with the public. And that's exactly what Governor DeSantis wants. He wants Moms for Liberty and other groups like that to scrutinize teachers like me because the consequences of violating that state law are a third degree felony. Now, I purposely put those two teachers back to back after, you know, the, the order was perfect. There's, there's no point in school. Yeah, yeah, yes, there is. Shut the fuck up, Joy Reid. A, 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 a politician, life-affirming, saving, a teacher saying, we love you and we will not let you be a political ping-pong, even though our whole agenda is to make you a political ping-pong that make your parents more liberal and then you become a liberal activist. They've actually admitted that's the reason. And then a teacher bitching about getting a felony because the previous teacher is pushing it on kids, so maybe that's why we made laws with the bison. Because... It's all politics. It, they don't give a fuck about these kids. They know for sure those kids are fucking confused because they're getting shit on the internet that makes them go, gee, I wonder if I should be a girl. And then once again, they see girls becoming boys and getting all the attention, the coming out ceremony, all the shit these teachers are pushing and they go, fuck, I want that. I want attention. And we have a mental health crisis in girls, but kids in general because we took them out of their element for a year because they wanted to win an election so they closed the schools down and the teachers union wanted more money so they got it and then they wanted more money so they stopped doing anything and they didn't use that money it's just sitting there and you have a lunatic like that fucking teachers union president and you have lunatics like who's in charge of our country pushing this transgender bullshit they're confused they don't know what the fuck all they know is that they can go on twitter and tiktok and everything and they'll get likes for saying I'm a girl now okay I, I actually was looking for something and I forgot the camera was on so this is a TikTok take um, which is something I'm about to bitch about in two seconds but I was talking to my brother and sister the other day and I said something and I'm going to leave this picture up because it's perfect and as we were traversing the 75 different doors and I was showing the tickets which was a hilarious story that you know we got there and from the website, my son was right that you were, could get general admission tickets when you got to the stadium. But all the seats are sold the fuck out. So you have to go to StubHub. So we went to the room that you get the tickets and they said, ah, yeah, there's no tickets, dude. You got to go StubHub. And I had to sit there with my phone and try to do it. And I couldn't read shit because it was teen old. It, took a, it was a hilarious old man using TikTok. And I guarantee when I, or not TikTok, but the internet, and I guarantee when I left, those guys, all 20-something, made a whole analogy about me and it got people laughing on TikTok or Instagram. They might even been taping me because I, I look like a monkey fucking a football. I got to get my eyes fixed. So I'm going to stop talking in a few minutes and call the optometry because I have to change my appointment. They got to move me somewhere. That's what they want to do. And I couldn't read. And, 
And I was clicking, hoping I was right. And it kept on asking me questions. And I'm fighting and cursing. And we finally get these fucking tickets. So it was a hilarious story for a bunch of goddamn millennials making fun of the boomer. But I'm not old enough. But they don't know that. They think everything's a boomer. And you would have to show the tickets to go through all these rooms with these security guards. And then we finally went to one. And there was a dude with a wig. It wasn't real hair. It was a wig. He had a five o'clock shadow and he was like you're good to go sir and a pair of women's slacks and a woman's blouse and he was working security just like this fucking freak that the picture's there and I'll say it's a freak I don't give a fuck don't care if I get cancelled he's a freak he's a DEI person he realized he couldn't get anywhere and he couldn't become this status, the uh, fucking health secretary, big time admiral, by being a dude, because he was just a white dude with male pattern baldness. We are the demographic that's okay to dog. You make comedy, movies, you can call me an old piece of shit in public. You're never getting canceled. I could call the police. You could beat the shit out of me. And they would say, well, you're a white dude. You're male balding. Yeah, that's not, a, that's not a crime. It's okay. We are the most persecuted fucking demo in the world. That, that's why it's so funny when they say white guys run everything. Yeah, shut up. Even the people that are getting lumped with us, Arabs and light-skinned Mexicans, I don't want to be them motherfuckers. Don't put me with them people. The male pattern baldness white guy? I don't want to be in that group. They get treated like shit. But that dude at the door and this fucking Levine dude, they have no commitment. I've said it a million times on the fucking show. I'm all about you doing you. And I will recognize you as a woman when you chop the dick and balls. Chop it. Commit. Until then, you're not committing. You're just playing. It's not real. You still got a dick and balls. You're just wearing a fucking dress. But we're supposed to take these people fucking seriously? Really? You're not committing. Commit. Chop it all off. Stop having a five o'clock shower. Shadow. Here's another one. You're racing trans babies. Equity Florida clicked off the pride at the Capitol program this year by protesting a slew of controversial bills that are making way through the Florida House. And this lady an African-American. You have so much shit. You could go with slavery and Jim Crow, but trans baby was what she went with. We are in a legislature where the Republicans have hijacked the word liberation. They have hijacked the word freedom. We are here to resist their transphobic slate of hate legislation. You are erasing our trans babies. Honestly, 
I'm here for all of the bills okay. personally, as a black person and also a woman of color from the trans experience. We're seeing a lot of attacks on the LGBTQ community. Ultimately, we want these bills not to pass. We want to make sure that our lawmakers know what's important to Floridians. Okay, what are the what are the attacks? Somebody show me the attacks, because we just fucking... Eh, eh, eh. No! There's not attacks. You're making it up. You made it all up. Everybody knew you were making it up. It just takes the Daily Wire going in and going, yeah, this is bullshit. Oh, it's that we mention them, because here's the view about butt leg. These are the attacks. It's basically a larger issue, what's going on in the country right now. Yeah. I mean, this is a, one incident with Pence, but politicians across the country are trying to restrict gay and trans rights. Yeah. Um, everything from Florida's so-called don't say gay bill to banning drag shows is a war against transgender people. It's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the way they're treating these people who are harmless, really. Um, how dangerous a time do you think this is? And is it worse than ever before? I think it's an extremely dangerous time. Oh and it's a really upsetting time because nothing could be more important than showing up and protecting our families. But the yeah. way in which they say they're showing up for our families, mm -hmm. this conversation about giving parents more choice, mm -hmm. uh, protecting children, they've, what they've really done is, is, and they've done quite a good job. It's, it's been a very well-coordinated and well-funded mm -hmm. effort to attack the LGBTQ community, mm -hmm. specifically with the book bans. Yeah. Uh, when yeah. you look at what, what many of these things have in common, they're extremely vulnerable children. Boom! I purposely edited to get that out of his fucking mouth. The mouth that butt leg puts his dick in. Well funded. What's more well funded butt legs buddy or husband or whatever the fuck. I don't know his name. Chastain. Chasen. I think the LGBT groups in the media and Democrats pushing it. This is an actual article. They're featuring kids. Kids. In their lives. How important that is. Large study of hormone therapy for transgender youth provides reassurance amid treatment politicization. This is the largest study of bullshit ever. It's all behind a paywall. 350 15 participants, two-year gender hormone study. That settles it. It's over. Jack your kids with the opposite hormone and prostate cancer drugs. They're fine. Every one of these studies, when you dig into the inlays, it's all bullshit. They didn't even finish the fucking studies. But then they didn't get any negatives, so the 315 counts. It's all a fucking lie. So which side's more well-funded? These are confused kids. They're vulnerable. Okay. Then why is that a thing? Glad forces every fucking show to have gay POC, like that fat lady said, 
POC women and the transgender experience. What, what is it, a fucking rock show? The experience? So which is more well-funded, Jason? You have Torre. Because it's all connected between all these wokesters. A trans bathroom is a bad idea. And it's othering and exclusionary and also is extremely dangerous for trans people because it gives people who want to hurt or kill them a really easy way to find them. And it's a solution where there's no problem. Why can't trans use the women, the regular women's bathroom? Okay, how many cases of trannies going in the wrong bedroom getting their ass kicked? How many cases of trannies going in and taking videos of other women? Exponentially more. We become so fucking inappropriate in so many ways. Tell me I got this. The actual quote from Levine was the, the healthy thing and that changing kids' genders will soon be fully a brand. Wheels will turn on this. No, they won't. No, they won't. No. Another article. Lost in transition. Family scrambled to find transgender care for cut off by South Carolina. Oh. Where is the... Tell me I got... I didn't get it. There it is. Jamie Lee Curtis put her they them Oscar next to her butt plug. We have no class anymore. No class at all. Sanders signs Arkansas trans care malpractice bill into law. Once again, these people keep on fucking doing this shit and they say it's a right wing propaganda fully funded, highly funded I got a Soros rant in a little bit let's talk about funding, who gets more money from fucking dark money than any other side and it's LGBT Democrats, all that shit Soros which you can't say anymore because he was a holocaust advisor yeah no he wasn't, there's actually proof he helped them kill Jews, but okay. Citizens tell Florida lawmakers DeSantis wants trans people dead and they're committing genocide. If you're looking for a suicide reduction, this isn't it. This is on the internet. This, this is how far these fucking sick fucks will go. Hi, fish. Come here. Oh, you need a name. Let's see. Wait a second. What gender are you? A person who is transgender is someone whose internal sense of their gender, being a boy, girl, or something else, doesn't match their physical body. People who feel this way sometimes feel anxious when they begin to reach puberty and their body starts to change in ways that don't match their internal sense of their gender. These feelings are totally normal. If you feel you want more time to explore how you feel about your gender before your body starts to change, it's important to talk with a parent, counselor, therapist, or doctor about the feelings you have regarding your gender. 
After some discussion and counseling, you may be referred to an endocrinologist. Endocrinologists specialize in hormones, and they are the most likely to prescribe puberty blockers for someone who wants them. Puberty blockers are medications that will stop your body from changing. They are usually given as an injection or an implant. They block the production of hormones to stop or delay the physical changes of puberty. The effects of the medication are only temporary, so if a person stops using puberty blockers, the physical changes of puberty will begin again. Whether you identify as male, female, genderqueer, or something else, you're perfectly normal. And there are lots of ways to manage puberty so that it can be a fun, exciting time rather than a scary or stressful one. Okay, maybe you need more time to get to know yourself first. I'll just call you Bubbles for now. Till next time, don't forget to visit me at amaze.org or go to my YouTube channel to watch more. Bye! What the fuck is that? They're vulnerable. Yes, Chasen, they are vulnerable. You are so bad, this is a WAPO article. Culture wars. Now that conservatives are deciding to push back on what you've been doing, it's a culture war. Here's some more of it. School wouldn't play against a dude, that team in basketball in Vermont, literally fucking won the state championship. It happened in Massachusetts where the dude on the girls' basketball team won the state championship. They got banned from fucking playing in any sport because they refused to play the dude on the girls' basketball team. Now all sports can't play in the state until they play dudes. So who's more funded? Who's got more power? Is it the parents at the school board saying, I don't want you having porno with dick sucking in my fifth graders classroom? Or is it you assholes saying there's nothing wrong? He hasn't hit puberty yet because he took puberty blockers for a year, but he's six, seven and he's got armpit hair playing 13 year old girls and dunking on them. Who's the asshole in that scenario? Tennessee library director fired over unkind pushback from Kirk Cavanaugh event, and it wasn't the only one. We had three or four bump, bump back. Here's a queer supremacist. Oh, I'll fucking blow this up. I speak, sneak cheese, bipolar, married to the sea, NFSW, abortion on demand, cheers. That, all these freaks on the internet, they're everywhere. The vid I played was in a New Jersey school district considered for fifth grade sex ed. Pubescent girl is depicted who doesn't like her breasts. She cuts off her long hair, then has a flat chest binder. Next, an upbeat promo for puberty blockers. Who's got more power here? Parents pull four-year-old from church school for promoting gender identity lessons. And then we get all these articles because they're so fucking important. Here's a Memphis fucking drag queen Bella DeLuca won't be silenced by Tennessee law I'm gonna show her fucking dick and balls whenever she wants to yeah 
There was Kirk Cameron's Fayetteville. He got fucking canceled. Kimberly Klatchik. Why aren't kids in the hood transitioning the opposite sex? I know the answer. Just wanted to see if you knew it. Well, because the typical demographic is upper middle class white kids and progressive parents for two reasons. They have time and money to worry about such things and have been conditioned to believe through critical race theory that they are an oppressor and there's no way they can, they can be important. Sarah Higdon. Well, because... Oh, God, this is the one. Um... They can ever escape that status. So they see this as a way to join an oppressed class for which they are celebrated for instead of condemned. It's a relationship between CRT and queer theory. Boom. And of course, I didn't have that slide, but I'm keeping this slide because from now on, it's fucking spot on. It's exactly what I said and much more vulgar language that in the end, it's all about the fact that everybody wants to be a fucking victim. Everybody. Gotta be a victim. Can't be a victim as a white kid. That's not good. You're a piece of shit. I'm keeping that shit. Uh, Here's some more stupid stuff. Dove, stop giving fat suits. They're all pissed off that Brendan Fraser won a fucking article. Literally said, so disappointed the whale won the Oscar for best hair and makeup. Fat suits are harmful. They are not your opportunity to win awards. Our identity is not your costume. Cast fact actors to play fat things. They cast the best person actor for the role. Sometimes they are not always the right size, so they use prosthetics. I'm sure they didn't see it. Another person. That's what they used to say about blackface. Yeah, that's exactly the same thing. You're right. You got us. It's the same thing. Being in a fat suit is just like blackface. Okay, you fucking moon bats. And now Biden's going after washing machines. Washing machines. Because they use too much water. I heard a joke by Joe Rogan. California has no water. We need to stop using water. And in his yell, which is the only thing annoying about his comedy, he really yells a lot. Like he's screaming the whole fucking show, which is a little annoying. We can desalinate. We're, the earth is completely blue. Why don't we have enough water? And it struck me that in all of these things, from trans to fucking the black grievance groups, you name the cause they're doing, it is so disingenuous, it's dishonest, it's made up. They could fix the problems. I mean, climate alone, let's be honest, You could fucking be having nuke plants everywhere by now. And we wouldn't have problems with electricity. 
You could desalinate California instead of sucking all the water out of the Colorado River so now it's fucking dry so you can prove your point. But that's the point. If you fix this with the technology that's already out there, like Israel gets water because they desalinate. Middle East has been doing that for fucking ever. You can't say that we're using up all the fresh water. If you had power plants, you couldn't say that we all need to go to solar and wind which doesn't do anything for us. You have to keep the, the, the grift going. It's all about a grift. It's all grift. All the time. Which leads us to the biggest problem we have, and that's our state-run media, and I'm not talking about Fox. So we talk a lot about guns in this country. We talk about gun violence. The, the, the minute one of those words enters a conversation, things become political. So you went for a deep dive in the numbers because we've heard a lot. You know, there's more than one gun for every American. Part of the problem is the number of guns that are actually out there floating around in this country. What did you find? So, you know, we've heard for years that this is like some kind of unknowable number and all we have are estimates and ranges, but, you know, it's not an unknowable figure. The ATF keeps production figures going back to 1899. So I went digging through these records and I found that 465 million guns have been produced in the last 125 years for the American market. And it's mostly the vast majority are handguns. Whereas, you know, 30 years ago we were, our gun culture was very much, you know, hunting and recreation. Now it's concealable handguns for self-defense. I also wanted to see, you know, we had record gun deaths in 2021. We had nearly 49,000 gun deaths just for that year. Um, And I wanted to see what the effect was of all these guns flooding the marketplace on gun deaths. And when I charted them both, the visual was just stunning. They appeared to rise and fall in tandem over the last 50 years. Republicans on the House Oversight Committee say that financial records show that members of the Biden family indirectly received more than a million dollars from a Chinese company. Not clear exactly the details of of such records as they make this disturbing allegation. The committee issued a memo yesterday that names, and this is remarkable, Hallie Biden, the widow of the president's son, Beau Biden, as one of the family members allegedly receiving the money. CNN congressional correspondent Melanie Zenoda joining us now. So this, of course, goes back to the promises that Republicans had made that they would be investigating Hunter Biden. But how does this line up with those promises? What's the deal with this money? Yeah, well, so we already knew that members of Biden's family had received money indirectly from a Chinese-based energy company, but the House Oversight Committee is providing new details about those payments, including, as you mentioned, that one of the recipients was Hallie Biden. She is the widow of Beau Biden. She also was romantically involved with Hunter Biden after Beau's death. And the House Oversight Committee was able to obtain this information by seeking financial records from a business associate of Hunter Biden. His name is John Robinson Walker. He is someone who Republicans have scrutinized for many years. We know that he did transfer around a million dollars to members of Joe Biden's family after he received three million dollars from that Chinese base. Because she was confident of what the answer was going to be. And she's finally telling him, shut up. You know, here's and here's some science for you, buddy. I know you don't understand how DNA works, but take a look at this. But but is she is she sort of is she out trumping Trump? She's trying to do a couple of things here. I don't think I've ever played three sound bites that are 
better than that. Lying gun stats. Biden is clean, even though even CNN says the laptop is fucking true. And Heilman, back when Pocahontas took the fucking test and came back one twenty-four thousandths of a fucking Cherokee. They're just state-run media. Well, they call Fox state-run media. That's the actual state-run media. Here's one of your disinfo guys. I don't know how to navigate TikTok situation in practical terms, which is deeply complicated. A lot of the security issues are overhyped and tied into such larger geopolitical game, but the hidden keystroke logging being real made is very bad. That's a disinfo guy because they don't want it to leave. Because once again, you can't have Dylan Mulvaney as your trans spokesperson. You can't have girls that only got the gig because they got a nice ass doing 40 take TikToks with your latest proposal. You can't have that. Here we have PolitiFact. Funding blue counting voting offices. But PolitiFact's not partisan. A prominent writer on the left, a prominent writer and podcaster declared Wednesday that conservatives should not have opinions on topics like climate change and vaccines. Sam Harris. And you think this is the time that I'd start screaming and yelling. But I actually respect this guy because all of CNN MSNBC, ABC, NBC, PPS, fucking WAPO, New York Times, they all believe this. You don't have an opinion. You don't get an opinion. And here is Greenwall eloquently saying this whole made-up Disinfo experts that we have everywhere now is just a crock of shit. I personally, when I see somebody identifying as a disinformation expert or a journalist claiming they work on the disinformation beat, I automatically assume that they're frauds. In large part because there is no such thing as a disinformation expertise. That is a fake expertise. Where did that come from? You can study cardiology. You can study how to be a pilot. You can study to be an aeronautical engineer. These are all real expertise. These are things that are actually things that you can go and learn and have a greater capability than people who haven't studied it on how to do it. But there is no such thing as a person trained in an apolitical way to recognize disinformation. These groups aren't financed by the U.S. government and liberal billionaires because these liberal billionaires and the U.S. government just want a world filled with greater truth. Fucking nails it, man. It's all fucking made up. And it's so bad. I'm starting a new section again. Here's our super bias. We are not fake news. We are real news. So this section, we are going to go to the craziest of the crazy. 
like this one. NPR, New York Times, going hungry in America, code emergency fund ends. Covered it last show briefly, but it became its own animal since. We now have a censorship regime. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm fucking up the news section right off the bat. This article right here. This is CNN going to San Francisco for the second time. And the crew that is trying to show how bad it is for the homeless was robbed twice. But they're still for cashless bail. This is huge. Why Christian nationalists are in such a panic. What Christian nationalists? You made that up. Mega didn't work. Uber mega didn't work. Twitter files and the censorship regime. I've been working with Twitter files team. The files show how anti-disinformation academic and NGOs undermine free speech and suppression. This is on network effects substack. You need to read this article. I'm not going to read it, but it is just unfucking believable how bad this has gone. There's a Twitter file 19. 19. You guys have nuclear bombs blowing up. It's unbelievable how far they will go. The great COVID lie machine. And of course, it goes in and it's still happening. We will not admit it came from a lab. We just can't do it. Michael Schellenberger, former FBI official, ran a disinformation campaign that generated hundreds of fake news articles, falsely accuses dozens of Twitter users of being bots over Ukraine because they that's their go-to, man. Biden's skin cancer, which I don't have. That sucks. I should have grabbed this one. Oh, that's right. I couldn't. It was behind the paywall. What to know about the kind of skin cancer Biden was treated for? This new section's working out great, isn't it? Matt's laughing. This is all fucked up. Do you remember all the shit we did for Trump? They just came out and said there was nothing wrong with them. 100% healthy. Oh, by the way, we took cancer off his face. It was a blip. A couple articles. Went to die with all everything else negative. Democrats and Homeland Security Committee bail on the border crisis. New York Times, Wuhan market. They're still trying to help out Falky. Miranda Devine. Dogged media reporting Republicans haven't been able to prove anything wrong. There's a whole thing with Rakin Member Raskin mischaracterized the Walker transaction as Papa John's and coffee. They won't take it serious. They're never going to because he's a Democrat. And this was my favorite, which I tweeted about. Republicans push cash bail, subvert Democratic changes. Alternative headline is what I said. Republicans try to stop freaking Democrat policies that are killing Americans. But this is the AP. Yes, it's so horrible that they don't want you to keep up with the revolving door to felons and gun owners and drug guys and gangsters just getting back out in the street. 
This is the AP again. Not real lose. Look what happened this week, and it's all about climate. Adam Kinziger, who's now a member of our media. If there is violence when Trump is arrested, it will just prove to the skeptics who launched the violence on J6. That is not connected at all. Not at all. And to show we really, really, really have major problems, I wouldn't even have known about this, but Krasikstein, brother, breaking on Jen Psaki debut of Inside with Jen Psaki. She completely tears apart the Republican anti-woke movement. Here are a former press secretary who admittedly lied numerous fucking times, and it was okay with the media. She now has her new show, because that's how it works for Democrats. Before we go, I wanted to give you a sense of what to expect from me and from this show every Sunday. My favorite part of my last job was going to work every day and learning about events happening all around the world. Some of them were challenging, some were heartbreaking, and some were pretty uplifting. My job was usually to take all of that and everything I'd learned and explain it to the public. And that's what I want to do here as well. But this isn't just work for me. I care about what's happening in the world, in part because I'm a mom and I care about the country my two amazing kids, Vivi, who's seven, and Matthew, who's four, will grow up in. I worry about the active shooter drills that all of our kids now experience as a regular part of their childhood. I worry about social media and the impact it's having on an entire generation struggling with their mental health. And I worry about the continued crackdowns on people's rights. But in a recent interview, it was even too difficult for at least one conservative commentator to define what woke actually even means. Conservative author Bethany Mandel has written a book that covers this exact subject. But here's what happened when she was put on the spot. Would you mind defining woke? Because it's come up a couple times, and I just want to make sure we're on the same page. So, I mean, woke is sort of the idea that... Um, I. This is going to be one of those moments that goes viral. I mean, woke is something that's very hard to define, and we've spent an entire chapter defining it. It is sort of the understanding that we need to re totally reimagine and re re redo society in order to create hierarchies of oppression. Um, well, we'll 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 tighten up that thing and it won't be as fucked up next time I threw it together. It wasn't a good thing. To our lighter fare, this happened this week at a Xfinity race. It is hilarious and I wanted to play it. You know, we all work really hard, right? And only run X amount of laps and then and then have something like a piece of bear bond fall off and put us out of the race. It's, it's really frustrating. You know, small team. Uh, we work really hard and, you know, we got to make our sponsors happy, right? So it doesn't do you any good sitting on the garage, but it is what it is. We'll learn from it and move on. I was shocked about, you know, how quick it was. It was like, you know, we did lose a piece of bear bond. It's cold. This stuff's hard to stick, but I mean, what do you do? Long time ago when I was younger, I had something similar happen to me at a short track and I stopped. It was really super dumb. I mean, the rule is if you're dropping pieces of your car, it was a piece of fucking tape. It was 40 degrees in Atlanta. 
super fucking cold. And it was just absurd. You kicked him out of the race because a piece of tape fell off his car. That's dumb. So, to our This is America, Chris Christie blowing up Donna Brazil. And I want everybody to remember, Donna Brazil was a person that actually gave questions to Hillary Clinton during a presidential campaign. And then Joe Rogan blowing the fuck up as only Joe Rogan could do. This is America. Don't catch you slipping, no. Don't catch you slipping, no. Look what I'm whipping, no. This is America. Don't catch you slipping, no. Don't catch you slipping, no. What I'm whipping them. And this is America. Let me for? tell you who doesn't enforce law and order when it comes to gun violence. I go into New York City every week. It is a danger zone to go into Manhattan because Alvin Bragg is running a revolving door and not prosecuting gun crime, not prosecuting violent criminals. And if he does, he lets them out within four hours of when they're arrested to commit more crimes. So let's not get into that argument because Alvin Bragg has failed miserably. And all of a sudden he wants to get the culture shift between right and left authoritarianism. And now people don't recognize that the if you just stopped looking at it in terms of red and blue, look at the actions whether it's war, suppression of free speech, uh, pharmacological interventions that are mandatory, right. whatever, whatever, whatever the fuck it is. That used to all be associated with the authoritative right, the authoritarian right. And now those things are being embraced by the left. And I just think it's, a, I think it's just an ideology thing. And I think we get confused and we think, we're on the right side. We're on the right side. And if it's our side that's saying this, for sure that's the right thing to do. And no one's critically thinking about this. Rogan nails it. Um... You know, I've said it a lot on the show, and I said it the other day, and I just said it this morning on a Rob Schneider tweet that got a bunch of people liking it. You know, when I was a kid, it was the Republicans telling you how to live, and now it's the left saying it. And if you go through this show with with uh, purposely edited fucking Scarborough, fucking hate of America, which is all you associate with the, the left. They, they hate America. And then Wilson saying monster truck stuff and Jen Psaki I really worry about people's rights you've been stomping on people's rights in your quest to push your fucking bullshit I mean just the white Christian nationalists just that shit is so divisive take out the kids and the transing and all that shit. You always classify your opposition as evil. That's all the left does. The right right now is classifying they're going to take your guns. They're going to trans your kids. They're going to open the border and your vote won't mean anything. Simultaneously, liberal cities are allowing illegals to vote. I mean, what the fuck? They're actually just stating, me as an independent, pretty blatantly obvious things. You're trying to replace voters that don't vote for you and turn red areas into purple areas because you're fluxing in 5 million illegals. I know you guys don't like the great replacement theory, but it's kind of what you're doing. The rights of Christians... You're stomping the shit out of them because you're treating them like terrorists for praying on sidewalks and running crisis pregnancy centers that you are now calling fake clinics. 
you're telling people that they must accept trans ideology on a level that we must embrace it and believe it's real and and and, and give up our rights to privacy in bathrooms and address people with 99 pronouns that we can't even keep tra- up with because they even admit and I play on the show that they change it monthly. Once again, for those new to the show, go back to fucking the index. We covered it. I went into one of their chat rooms when you could still do shit like that and they were calling each other turfs and trying to work out their lingo. And we end our show with never has a press secretary gotten their own show. Dana Perino was a person. But only liberals like Snuffleupagus and her go straight into prime time. Like, that's okay. Dan Abrams, an uber lib. Are we still pretending the media's not biased? Fox News is conservative in the evening and leaning right during the day. But the rest of the networks, they no longer even pretend to be leaning once Hillary Clinton lost like Google, Amazon, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. They dove to the far left. They cooked algorithms. They censored. They cite. I mean, we're on Twitter file 19. What does that say? There's graphic proof. They pushed misinformation for an agenda to win an election on fucking Russia, Russia, on fucking COVID, on fucking Hunter Biden's laptop on every issue, every, I mean, remember one time we did a list, it was a um, year end of all the fake stories, and it was like 30 stories on Trump that today are still true to liberals because the media they watch say they're still true. Jen Psaki has a show on MSNBC And before she left last year from the press secretary, she said Russia stole the election in 2016. A demonstrably false statement proven by the Mueller investigation that it wasn't true. We have lived in a world where a sitting president wiretapped the opposition's candidate for president. It's okay. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. We went into an election where one candidate couldn't even get on TV. And if he did, it was 100% negative. And the other candidate was in the basement because he had a severe medical emergency. And I don't give a fuck what you say. You look at him before he went in the basement. You look at him when he came out of the basement. It doesn't take a medical... I'm not one of those doctors, most of them like Dr. Biden, not real doctors, but they have it as a prefix looking at Trump on TV. Just the common sense, use your fucking eyes, something happened to Biden. 
He was missing hair. And he went from a good speaker to mush mouth from Fat Albert. It happened in a couple weeks. They did it under a ruse of, well, he doesn't need to. We're going to just keep him the ground. He makes gaffes. It was a lie. It was a noble lie. The media knew it. They didn't dig into there. We have dug into Guantanamo for DeSantis. We won't even play prior clips of Biden being against what he's saying is now. Good. We haven't gone into the myriad of things that we've sent billions to Ukraine. Where did it go? We don't even care. We're just sending it. We're garbage. And in 2024, they are going to do the same thing they did in 20. You will find out that big tech put money into battleground districts and states. We will have the forever vote until they can get enough votes to make sure the Democrat wins. And elections will furthermore become something that people won't do anymore. Well, my vote doesn't count. They just picked the Democrat. It'll be an absurd number. 84 million. 85 million. Because now we see what they're letting illegals vote in a local election. It's like it's going to stay local. Are you fucking stupid? We played in 2020 videos of Texas... Polling people say, come back when that other person isn't there. We'll let you vote. And it was an illegal. We played in 2016 videos of Democrats caught by fucking Veritas literally saying, yeah, we used to bust motherfuckers. Your humble host in six, in 12 watched a bus come into fucking Clarksville for early voting. They were not from Clarksville. They were all African-American or minority, and most of them admitted in line they never voted again, but they want me to vote, so I'm voting, because it was for a black man. And that black man only got 60-some-odd million, not 81. 81's a lot. It doesn't take partisanship to go, that doesn't make sense. But they're going to steal another election. And sadly, like I said, people are going to quit voting. They're going to give up because it won't really matter. Your vote is being diluted by illegals. Your vote is not going to be counted. Just like Arizona, when you go in person, the paper's not going to work, or this isn't going to work, tabulators are going to break. They're going to find a million things. While Dominion is suing Trump for ruining their brand, even though in 2016, the media, every Democrat, there were hearings saying Dominion voting machines weren't good until Dominion got with the left and made sure they were happy. And now it works for their favor. So they shut the fuck up. And then 2022, we literally watch everything fall apart in Arizona. And we're supposed to say it's only up and up. And it's not even about her. Yeah, I liked her. She was sassy. She fought back. It was cool. 
it was cool to see a journalist or a broadcaster or whatever the fuck she was, personality, so we don't have people say she's not a journalist, come out and run for office for a conservative position. Handle the press with, that's a fucked up question. Because nobody does it. I mean, every fucking Republican, as I say all the time on the show, had to say, what is your position on Ukraine? Because Trump and DeSantis said, I think this is a territorial dispute. I think we can't have never-ending money. That's actually a position the majority of Americans agree with. But for media, which is so tilted left, that's a horrible commission. That means you don't care about Ukraine. You're Putin's butt buddy. You're a Nazi. I mean, it's just a quick little doom. You say one statement and you're a Nazi. You went from normal to Nazi for saying, hey, how much money are we going to send over there? We didn't spend this much money monthly, quarterly in our own war that we lost and handed back the state, the whole fucking country to the guys we were kicking ass on, what are we doing? That is written in the Constitution as the right of the people, but we are now in this world for certain issues. All the left ones. Race relation, BLM, Antifa going to court, and it's bad because it could be used as a bad precedence to stop minority groups protesting. They're defending guys that burn shit. Hurt officers. There was a shooting. They defended everybody on Floyd. But they put every ounce of their ability to get every person on camera, anybody who walked in the Capitol, those are terrorists. They need to do hard time. And that's the USA Today. The paper, Gannett, which owns every local paper in the country. They destroyed everybody. I used to get the Leaf Chronicle. Now I don't. It's just the USA Today with a local section. And I stopped reading the USA Today in 2000 when I'd pick it up. And they were anti-everything other than Lib. And then they were pro-Iraqi saying we were killing them all. I mean, it was horrible. So I'm going to tighten up my super bias since it was not very good, let's be honest. And that wraps up another episode of Flyover Politic Podcast. Share with your family and friends. Go to SoundCloud Flyover Politic with the K482467 on Rumble and foppodcast at gmail.com to con- contact the show. Uh, somebody asked me, how did your sound booth, why did your sound booth work so much better than when you were local? I got an email, and uh, around you, and I won't show you, is actually foam under the netting and everything that I got, and I built a little wall here, and I have a really expensive sound wall that <clears throat> you will start seeing when we move up next week the computer, that, that soundboard is going to be on something and it's going to be right here in the camera shot, uh, most likely, to catch it. It's a professional soundboard. Uh, that's how I started getting a better sound. I actually use just packing foam that you find and stuff. My wife, uh, before her company went out of business, uh, used to bring it home to me and I just it's stapled to the wall and set up. You could kind of see it over here if you look closely. 
and that's how I did it. When we move upstairs, um, it'll be rickety because I'm not going to move the walls, but I'm going to use a twin mattress box spring that's there, and it will be the left wall. The right wall will be a wall. The front will be a wall, and I will put some foam pieces there uh, with some double-sided tape, and three layers will be encompassed, and that's how we will get our sound. Um, it'll probably be mattress, wall, wall, camo will go up. We'll have a smaller presentation of bullshit that I hung up here. And that'll be our new soundboard. But you can do it really easily. And you can also go online and they make little caves. So like if you wanted to put a mic on your table, they have a, a foam cave. And it's like three sides and a top and you stick it over it. It's really inexpensive. And you can just talk into that cave and it traps your voice. So... That's a version, or you could just put out the 200 bucks and get the mic, because this thing is, man, it's next level. It's improved it. So, this will wrap it up. We'll go with the next show. Uh, let's go um, Thursday, I'm doing something. Friday, 24 March, Year of Our Lord, 2023. I usually do it on crack day, but I'm doing that tomorrow and I got an optometry appointment. I'm finally going to buy glasses. That will be really good. As always, disconnect from all your devices. Don't give the yeah yeahs and take care of yourself. Thanks for listening.